Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Pasquale De Vita, Pasquale De Vita to win the grand final for Gold Coast Knights. It's two goals to nil. Hosted by Scott Owen. Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Morton Bay. And Adam Pace. Yeah, wars have been start up unless. Ball in and another free kick goal doubles Olympics advantage. And it is Kazan Muller once again in that wonderful left foot. Your weekly NPL recap starts now. Welcome to the NPL Sunday show here on the Brisbane Football Review. It's Scott and Adam, did you as usual every Sunday night. Adam, how are you? I'm good. It's uh it's September, it's springtime, and the football is blooming. It isn't just about got that intro out cleanly and that take. Anyway, on the show tonight, we will get to all the MPL semi-final action and the Kappa Women's Super Cup. Adam, but it was a great weekend of football once again. It was. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think we're getting to the pointy end of the season. The cream is rising to the top, especially uh, uh, in the uh, in the men's MPL. The uh, semi-finals are complete and we're now down to four. We are down to four. We will start with the MPL men's competition. We might as well start with the game which we just just got home from in the MPL men's competition. It was fourth place Brisbane City against fifth place Lions FC. Semi-final two in the MPL men's, the Brisbane Classico. Probably the biggest Classico DC's had to play in a very long time. Adam, it was, it was a win for the home side Brisbane City. Goals from Jack Benham and Gonjiro Chiba got, got City the win. A late golf made Pengeli gave Lions hope, but... City were absolutely outstanding in this game. They were controlling the large majority of the game and probably and did deserve their win in the end. Yeah, I think City for for the uh, for that most of that game, especially in the 70, 75 minutes or so of the game, they they really sort of did control. That's not to say that uh, Lions were completely outplayed. They had a number of opportunities, uh, struck the struck the woodwork twice in the second half as as well. So. Uh, they, they weren't without chances. And uh, and then uh, Andy Pengelly, who seemed to be pretty much well-contained uh, for, for most of the game, as, as you know, most lethal strikers do, do you know, pretty much ineffective for, for uh, 85 minutes or so, and all of a sudden then spring up for the goal. And uh, But, yeah, it just wasn't enough for Lionsight, and uh, Brisbane City were victorious. They were, and the first goal off from young Jack Benham. What a fantastic strike from a young player, in a big game like that, see a young player like that stand up from the City Academy was a really great moment. It was, and and uh, yeah, the, the these sort of games you can really put your names up and name them up in lights. And uh, Jack Benham uh, did just that, and it was a, it was a big goal, and they celebrated uh, that way because I think we had the feeling that especially in these finals games in general, for, the first goal is always um, is always critical, and uh, to, to produce a shot like that to go in uh, is. What was was a big moment in the game? It most certainly was. And Gajiro Chiba made it 2-0 at the back post. And at that point, it was always going to be very, very difficult for Lions to get back into the game. But they certainly put a lot of effort to try and get back into the game. Anything they did get the late late, late goal to give them some hope. But they had some other chances as well in the game. And maybe on another night, they could have potentially taken it two extra time. Yeah, this is the, the nature of semi-final football. You've, you've got to take your chances. Uh, uh, teams are going to play a lot, a lot, uh, you know, a lot closer in the marking, and uh, it's going to be sort of a more defensive effort. And uh, and yeah, and I think yeah, there were enough chances for Lions uh, to to perhaps uh, produce. They they only get one goal, but uh, even after that, the first goal. 
uh, back from Andy Pangeli, they probably had chances to equalise, and they just described that as a final pass or you know a miraculous uh, save or or um, or defensive block that that uh, got got her city home in the end. So this is what we are talking about, lines. That's kind of been the way their season has gone, isn't it? Just not quite falling for them in the front third and not able to peg things back at the shield as they have in in years gone, but it hasn't been quite as fluid as it has been in the past. Yeah, I think it's it, that is probably going to be the postmortem for the Lions for Lions season. I think uh, by their lofty standards, I, I think this will be seen as a bit of a failure for them this season. Uh, to finish fifth in the league, uh, and, and and also as well uh, to, to crash out fairly early uh, by their standards, even in the Australian in the Australian Cup. I think yeah, that it's, it's going to be. Um, like, and as I say, you know, most teams, and we're talking, you know, very, very high standards as well um, for for Lions. Given, you know, I think most other clubs in this league, uh, fifth place finish and a straight cup berth would be a great achievement. But for Lions, you know, that 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 star gold standard is a lot higher. It is, and they certainly will not have enjoyed being beaten by their by their biggest rivals to end their season. But from Brisbane City's perspective, it's now back-to-back wins at, ho- at home for them over Gold Coast in the final round of the regular season and now Lions here tonight or this weekend. It's great momentum that they now carry into into next weekend, isn't it? It is. And uh, like like, um, like we're going to talk about in the in the other final, I, I think I get this feeling as well that both both uh, winners of these semi-finals are going to go in to next week's preliminary finals with momentum. And this is, I guess, the difficult thing, especially being the first time that um, that the, the top two seeds have had you know, a, a week have had a week off. Uh, Gold Coast Knights are going to go in this um, are going to go into next Friday for an preliminary final on a ten-day break, and uh, Morton Bay. Okay, go on on fourteen days break. So where whereas uh, both both um, both Bristol City and Peninsula Power, who who were uh, victorious on Friday night, they they're both coming in with momentum and uh, and yeah, like I said, I think the first the first goal in both those games are going to be absolutely critical because I think um, yeah, if if both the teams that played this weekend can get a surprise early goal um, on the road, they they may be very very tough to peg back. But uh, that's that's for next week to worry about. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. And we'll talk more about this game in a moment. First, let's hear what, firstly, let's hear what the, the winning coach of Brisbane City, Carl Dodd, had said when we caught up with him after the game. We'll be back right after this. Uh, we're talking about the coach of Brisbane City, Carl Dodd. Carl, congratulations through to the primary final this week. You must be delighted. Yeah, very happy with that performance and the result. Yeah, excellent. What's the most pleasing thing about the performance from your perspective? Just the way the team galvanised together, come together and just fought that out and absorbed the times. So they're a good team, Lions. A lot of finals experience in that group as well. So just the way we stuck together as a group and probably should have had a lot more goals as well. But I mean, happy with the win. You mentioned they have a lot of finals experience. This was your, as Bruce was first final in the NFL in a decade. How how did you try to prepare for that in terms of getting the players up for that experience in terms of they haven't been here before in the semifinals? It's very tough. I think we've... We've got some experienced players, but not enough throughout the group. And it's been an interesting year with a lot of learning experiences, I guess you could say. Just focusing on our on our tactics that we set out, our game plan, and just executing. So trying to draw away from the, the pressure of the finals. Just, it's another game. But, yeah. And looking ahead to next week now, it's back-to-back wins here at home. Two good wins against Gold Coast and Lions. So that's possibly a great conference going out to Walter Park looking ahead to the preliminary final. Yeah, at, 
you know, I didn't like this top six thing, but um, you know what? It's probably worked out to, the, to be better for us, you know, to beat Lions, to have that belief. I think that's given us a massive advantage going into this next game. If you're just beating, this is the first time you've beaten Lions as a coach, it must have been a lot too. For, for this place to beat Lions is always a big deal. Yeah, very much so. And I think if you ask all the boys up there, the old boys and, and everyone at the club, how much they, the hatred for that club is with the Lions. So uh, I'm well aware of it. Um, uh, I have my own kind of hatred as well, being from Palm Beach. But uh, look, they're, they're a good club and it was a fantastic win. So. It's finally a huge crowd out here at Imperial Pool Stadium. So I must be really pleased. There's such a big crowd here for a big occasion like this. Oh, it was great, especially before the game, to see all the young kids kicking around, the gladiators, and just really starting to build a culture at this club again, bring everyone back, and that's the feel we want. Like you mentioned, it's been over 10 years since they've had finals. That, that does impact on a club, you know, so everyone's ready to go. It's, it's great, yeah. We're not final next week. Congratulations. Good luck next week. Thank you. Thank you to Carl Dover talking to us after the game this evening out there at Imperial Corp Stadium. Adam, he was a very, very happy and proud coach there. Absolutely. And so he should. And I think that extends back. He did mention in the interview about the club culture in itself. And I think it was an amazing night out at um, out of Brisbane City as well. And I think um, everyone at, at the club should be congratulated. I thought it was a genius idea as well as far as having the crowd. There were no under-23s game, which usually is the, I guess, the, the, the curtain raiser to the main game. So having having the young the young uh, mini-roos and gladiators um, out there having, having a game uh, having a run around now before kickoff, and so obviously staying staying around a lot of them uh, for the main game. I think that's absolutely added to the atmosphere. But it is great to see you know, Spencer Park with that many people for a um, a Brisbane City home game. And look, I'd be I'd love to see you know, even half of that Brisbane City uh, support uh, make the trip up South Pine Road uh, next Saturday night at Walter Park. So I think that will be another epic night. We'll see if you really do truly welcome them to Walter Park next weekend. Mr. Mayor, but you're absolutely right. It was a terrific atmosphere there at Brisbane City tonight. Having all, all the juniors around there the hour before kickoff, it, was a, it had that really real big game vibe, didn't it, in terms of the atmosphere around the ground. It was a terrific crowd and, and a great atmosphere. Yeah, and uh, it's been a bit of a busy weekend for Brisbane City that they host the host of the Capital Women's Super Cup on Friday night, which we'll talk about, and also as well the, the um, promotion playoffs last night. So that... Um, that that new uh, the new surface that uh, they they got thanks to the uh, women's World Cup legacy is really getting a um, getting a workout, but it is looking still in, in fantastic nick, which is which is great to see. It's in absolutely fantastic shape, Spencer Park, and it'll be in action next weekend, I believe, as well for some finals as well. But we'll move on to the second MPL men's semi final, which was played on Friday night between the third place Gold Coast United and the sixth place Peninsula Power. Gold Coast United's first ever. MPL men's oh sorry before we move on congratulations to Brisbane City their first win in the MPL men's final series since 2013 when they defeated Sunshine Coast Fire speaking now Gold Coast United versus Prince Plate was Gold Coast's first ever MPL men's finals match it was a 3-1 win ultimately for Peninsula Power goals from Brenton Fox Josh Woolley and Malachi Love Samira gave Peninsula Power the win here Mitch Nichols did get a goal back for Gold Coast and what we could see of this game and it was a very well deserved win for Peninsula Power, an excellent performance on the road. 
Yeah, at the, uh, I suppose, neutral Croatian sports centre as well. And uh, that that will give Peninsula Power a world of confidence to go down there in seven days' time and try to get a result. That's that's two straight results uh, they've gotten at that ground after they held the... uh, the uh, Premiers to a nil-all draw in in the uh, regular season to go down there and beat Gold Coast United three uh, one a very very good result uh, and they they got they were able to get the first goal but I think what was even more impressive was after Mitch Nichols uh, Mitch Nichols equalised late in the half uh, then uh, and then they they hit straight back through Josh Woolley. Uh, the first, the first goal was uh, was from a penalty, but yeah, Josh Woolley on the end of uh, of, a, of a great uh, of a great pass uh, in the box to uh, go back ahead about about 60 seconds later, and that they ended up sort of being the launching platform for Power because in the second half they uh, were able to ride out, and then a a classic uh, and we've seen it many many times uh, counter attack play from from Peninsula Power, which saw Malachi Love Samira make it three uh, one, and that was the ball game. For potential power. Absolutely. People can have their own opinions on what the situation is around power being in the final series and sixth place and all the rest of it. What you have to say is they are certainly bringing a lot of momentum with them. They are still undefeated in 90 minutes like under Aaron Philp, and they'll be a really, really tough team to beat in the final series from here. Absolutely. As I said, momentum is everything in finals. And, uh, and yeah, look, uh, Gold Coast Knights, uh, we know we know how good team they are, and we're, not, we're certainly not questioning their credentials, but... Uh, they really, I don't know if they'll be um, that that pleased to take on a potential power team who has not seen defeat inside a inside 90 minutes, you know, for for many months. And this is a side again that is, that is built for finals football, I, I do believe. So it's going to be a hell of a game on Friday night. We're we're going to we're going to be there, at least we're planning to be there on Friday night to see it, see it live and in action. But uh, but yeah, look. Uh, both playing finals, I think, are going to be, should be epic games, I believe. As long as it's in the gate, we will be there for that one. But on Gold Coast United, it's a bit of a disappointing end to their season. In the last four or five weeks of the season, they've just kind of fallen away slightly. So maybe they've just a couple of injuries. I think it's just a bit of, bit of an ill-timed run of form at the wrong end of the season. Yeah, look, I think it's a little bit disappointing for Gold Coast United that this season it, it started off with a bang, you know, beating beating uh, Gold Coast Knights at at uh, Croatia Sports Centre in Week One in the derby. Uh, they, they had they sort of were, were running in in the top two for most of the season, were pipped at the post uh, by by um, Morton. Morton Bay, and, and almost uh, that that loss to Brisbane City. While the form now probably suggests that you know, Brisbane City are are flying at the moment. Yeah, just the, the form. I guess I guess the form sort of Gold Coast. You know, it's it sort of flatlined by the end of the season. That no, that's a, that that uh, can be a number a number of issues as well. That I think that uh, that Grey Pinnacle want to address in in the off season. Uh, but uh, overall, I still think it's, it's it's a great effort from Gold Coast United that they they're a club that sort of seem to. Yeah, we're on peaks and troughs, and uh, and they normally peter out and miss the finals. At least they were, they were there and in it, and they uh, for at least uh, 60 seconds they actually uh, were were back in that semi-final before uh, Peninsula Power uh, proved to be too strong. Absolutely, they've now ticked that box of playing in the final series. On the next one is obviously to try and win a game in the finals and try and get a step or two further. We'll see if they can do that next season. So it is Peninsula Power. They will go through as well as Brisbane City into week two of the final. We'll quickly preview these two 
matches. Then we'll start with the Friday night matchup, which is the Premier's Gold Coast Knights against sixth place Peninsula Power, the all-time record. They played 14 times. Adam, eight wins for Gold Coast, five for Peninsula Power, and a draw. This season, a 4-1 win for Gold Coast in round eight up at AJ Kelly Park, but in the return fixture down on the Gold Coast, a nil-all draw. So that probably is a more of an indication there, a snapshot of just how much they've improved in the second half of the year, Peninsula Power under Aaron Philp. Absolutely, and uh, and usually the the last result is probably the most uh, is probably the most accurate about where these sides are at. I um, but as I as I sort of mentioned before, uh, it's going to be a case of uh, the battle hardened potential power twice. They're going down to Gold Coast, um, down to the Gold Coast twice in seven days versus. Um, Gold Coast Knights, who obviously their first match in 10 days after their defeat by Western United uh, in the Australia Cup, which, uh, which by the way, if if Gold Coast Knights play at the level they did against Western United, I think they're going to be very, very tough to beat. They they were very, very good, but just uh, it'll be interesting to see how how they handle uh, the 10 day break. But look, I'm I'm almost certain that uh, Scott McDonald will have them have them up for it. It may actually be a better thing, is that especially with that. With that defeat, and they they probably felt that they they were uh, a very very good chance against uh, West United, and also they took their chances early. They they really could have you know won that game. Perhaps a longer break may be able to sort of clear the the disappointment of that, and sort of really focus in on the last two games of their season. Or at least at least they're looking to make it to extend their season by one more week with a win on Friday night. Absolutely. So this is a matchup we have seen twice before in the MPL men's final series in 2019 and in 2022. Both of those matches also on the Gold Coast for two wins for Gold Coast Knights. We'll see if they can make it three wins from three next weekend. The other matchup is the one that Adam is looking forward to for the last seven days and there's seven more days to go. That it'll be Morton Bay United playing host to Brisbane City up there at Walter Park on Saturday Evening needs to have to play 20 times in the NPL. There are 10 wins for Morton Bay, seven for Brisbane City, and three draws in those matchups. This season, a two-all draw in round eight at Spencer Park before Morton Bay came from two goals down to win by 3-2 over Brisbane City in round 19 in a game which we did cover. Adam, if the matchup next week is anything like that, it will be a terrific game. We actually have both um, both home and away uh, for for uh, Morton Bay and Brisbane City this season. So so yeah, but uh, yeah, but the, the third game in the series, uh, I don't I don't expect Brisbane City to um, to sort of fold under pressure like they did last last game at Walter Park where they were up two nil and a late goal in the first in in the first half. And then we gave Morton Bay the momentum where they were able to then you know get three two ahead. And, and hold on. I expect this to be a a much closer contest, as well as I, I sort of do believe that they're the, it's the four, four or five goals scored in both those games. I reckon this could be one one goal could decide this. I think uh, both sides, yeah, you know, it, it's almost going to be that you know, mentality of you know, not you don't you don't want to do anything that's going to cause you to lose this game. And uh, I think certainly this is, this is going to be a tight one, and opportunities taken could decide this uh, this final as we uh, get close to uh, to the uh, grand final at Suncorp Stadium in two weeks' time. Absolutely, absolutely, in two weeks' time the grand final will be on. And look, both these sides have had big games recently. They've, City have just had a big game in the Classico tonight that they've found a way through. Morton Bay had the Australia Cup tie against Heidelberg, big occasion 
as well. So both teams have had big occasions recently, and I'm sure they'll look to take the lessons out of those big occasions and try and try and use that to their advantage on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. So like, like um, Dark Coast Knights, yeah, my concern is the 14-day turnaround for uh, Morton Bay. But uh, again, sometimes um, a break is as good as a holiday. And so, same thing as I said about Gold Coast Knights. I'd imagine that Cameron Miller will have them up for this game, especially a home a home final as well. And uh, and yeah, look, I just think this is going to be. But I both uh, preliminary finals are going to be tremendous games. And look, I, I couldn't, I can't call either game at the moment. You know, if, if I if I am being objective and uh, and, and sort of you know my my allegiance aside, I think these are just going to be both must see games. And uh, yeah, next next weekend is going to be a big one. Two coin toss games for me. I have no idea who's going to win these games. I'm looking forward to seeing both of them over the next seven days, and we'll recap them all on the show next weekend. We'll move on now to the all oh, the NPL Women's Semi-Finals. We'll get to those in just a moment. But firstly, there was no games this weekend. It was the Kappa Women's Super Cup final. Adam between Lions SC and South United, a rematch of the 2022 decider at Goodwin Park. This one was played at Imperial Corp Stadium, and it was a 3-1 win for Lions over South, back-to-back-to-back wins for Lions in the Super Cup goals. Two goals from Amy Gunson and one from Megan McGilligan cancelled out the opening goal for Shana Singh. And this matchup for an hour was really, really close. And then South scored that cracking goal and you wondered, could the upset really be on? And it wasn't to be, but for a few moments, it certainly looked like it could be. Yeah, I think 3 1 uh, result. I think if you look at it in isolation, I don't think that really tells the story about how much uh, South United were in this. And they, they they were very, very good for 65 minutes. And uh, look. Uh, and thoroughly deserve their lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cracking strike from uh, Shanna Singh. That, that's. If you if you were to go back and watch the replay of of the coverage with our own James Coglin and uh, Josh Musumichi in uh, commentary, uh, I believe that they actually showed in the replay a low the low shot from a low camera, uh, and you'll see how much this ball sort of um, it sort of swerved in and ga- and gave uh, young Emily Clark and goal for lines absolutely no chance. That, that's a that's a moment that young player like Shana Singh, I think, you know, will treasure forever. It was a fantastic goal. And for six minutes, you thought, wow, Ken South, who who really um, repelled most of what uh, of what uh, lines threw at him. And, and so you could tell there was actually a little bit of frustration in that, in, in that where they, could, they just couldn't break down South. And uh, yeah, eventually uh, Meg McGillicott was able to, to uh, get the, the ball rolling, and then Amy Gunston with a double, and, and she uh, is the undisputed uh, leading goal scorer in the <laughs> Kappa Women's Super Cup Finals. Now, with I believe that is uh, six goals in three in three finals for. Her. It is certainly having scored in every Kappa Women's Super Cup Finals. So congratulations to Amy on that one. But I said that South thoroughly deserved their lead. Lions did have a lot of opportunities in the first half, as well to their credit, and it was was. Wasn't a surprise when they did get the equaliser, and ultimately class did tell. In the end, Tegan Wright came off the bench at around that point when the first goal did go in for South, and that helped change the game. But some of the other players in the front side, you mentioned that Amy Gunson in particular was absolutely influential in turning that game around as well. Yeah, I think also as well. I think the late the late change change as well. A young Scarlett Pomel was was uh, she she was uh, she. Got the uh, start with uh, Tegan Riding coming off the bench, and uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I do, I do say as well that uh, Bianca Warner, who 
uh, in goals for South. That South, who that was her third Kappa uh, Super Cup final as well. Actress uh, in, in year in the inaugural Cup final, she uh, was in goals for Western Pride and uh, two years for for South. But uh, for the first sixty minutes, she also made some um, some great saves as well to to deny. Uh, to deny Lions. So, uh, but uh, overall, South, we've, we've seen a couple of times and we've seen in person that they've put in some absolutely wretched performances where they're just and absolutely blown off the park. Um, a 9 0 semi final uh, last year, I think, comes to mind very, very quickly about that. But this was, this was by far uh, their best performance against Lions. So I, I think they, they should, just despite, despite sort of going down again, that's uh, 15 straight. Losses in a row, um, two two lines. They they get they getting closer. I think they should be very very proud of their performance on the big stage. They are getting close, but it wasn't to be for Souths on this occasion. Now, of course, the head coach of Lions, Rob Askew. Let's wait to see after side picked up a third successive Kappa Women's Super Cup. We'll be back right after this. Right, head coach of Lions, Rob Askew. Rob, three one winners in the Super Cup final over Souths. First, congratulations. Thank you. What did you make of the game? You had to come from a goal down this game. It was a really tight match, wasn't it? The first goal really lightened things up. Yeah, it probably did wake us up. Um, but, I, look, I felt we had enough chances in the first half to be up 4 or 5 nil. to be perfectly honest. We, we didn't finish well today. And, um, you know, what football's like, if you don't score when you're on top, then you can get hurt. And, uh, yeah, you had that moment there. We thought, oh, is it going to be one of those, one of those nights? But, yeah, this team is resilient. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly... That goal with a spark, and I think our response was excellent. So you're bringing Tegan right in off, off the bench about the same time helped us well, I imagine, just yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, we, she came on, we conceded straight away, but then bang, 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 three goals, and, and that was that. Did playing South in back-to-back, was that kind of affecting the way it's a bit of familiarity between the two sides? Not really. For us, it's been a bit of a disruptive week, and, um, you know, it's a different team. It'll be a different team next week. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's just week to week. How proud are you? How proud are you of that? Particularly that young defence where they're still up tonight in that game. Some key oh, players missing absolutely. for you. Yeah, well, look, you know, I believe in young players, and I will always give young players a go. And uh, you know, we, we lost TK to illness early, and you know, Jamila's injured, and we've got a few little setbacks. And you know, probably people could have said there was a temptation to put a more experienced keeper in and um, Ellie uh, certainly didn't let us down she was fantastic took some great catches off crosses and did all the right things don't think she could do anything about that goal that was in the side netting it was a quality goal and um, Sarah Bonifat, um who came into the team last week and uh, had a great performance and I think tonight was an even better performance back to back to back now in the cup finals also nine straight trophies in all now so just a really special work we've got here it is but, you know, there's a, there's a core here that have been here a while and there are new players with, as well. So, uh, you know, it's not the same group of players, but there are, you know, I think we bring in, we brought in a lot of younger players this year. We had a lot of 23s playing tonight. So, you know, the future's bright. Tommy, how, how eager are you to wrap up the trebles well in a couple of weeks' time, potentially? Um, obviously, we want to win it. We're in it. We want to win it. And um, it'll be a hard game next week. Uh, I think at our, at our place, we... We tend to perform well against Gold Coast, but I, I rate them. And I think, you know, they had that terrible spell probably mid-season, but I think the last part of the season they've been informed. So it's going to be a game. And that was what Rob Askew had to say on Friday evening out there at Imperial Corp Stadium. Adam, and 
It is three straight wins in this competition for Lions. They are the benchmark team in in women's football here in Queensland. And I think it's nine trophies in a row now as well. From It's a tremendous record for what this group of players collectively have achieved. Yeah, nine nine straight trophies uh, for for this Lions dynasty, and uh, and look, I think uh, the one thing is that not, dynasties don't last forever. But I think what will extend the life of this dynasty is the is so how many young players they are bringing through, and it's not while you're always going to say that they're a shot at winning everything when you have a legendary player like Tegan Riding, who, by the way, congratulations uh, on her on her being named our most valuable player um, for, for this season. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you're always in, in 200 ga- and that's 200 uh, league games you played last week. I think uh, that I'm not sure if we count as 201 games. That, we'll count it as 201. 201 games now. And, uh, and yeah, but uh, I think as well the, the the young players are stepping up. Sarah Bonifant as well, who who was was fantastic uh, in defence as well. I I, I mentioned Scarlet Pamel as well, who's another another one that's come through. They're they're under twenty threes uh, as well, amongst a host of others. I think that's what I think that's going to be the, the challenge for Rob Askey now. Though. I know he's going to be losing a number of players because of you know A League women's uh, commitments. Uh, even as soon as uh, for next weekend, but definitely into next season. But uh, I think Lions as well. I think at the professional club that they are, they they have got a a lot of good young players coming through. And while you have those experienced players as well, uh, they're 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 all going to learn from you know from those experienced players. So I think. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's it's the it's a bit of changing the guard for them, but uh, yeah, nine straight trophies and winning is a habit, especially in the women in the women's program at Lions. Absolutely, I'm glad you mentioned the young, particularly the young defence. You heard from Rob Askew, there how proud he was of that young defensive group, and that is a great sign for the Lions going forward. They've got these terrific young players, and that those young players will be required next weekend as we look at the NPL women's semi-final matchups. We'll start with. Lions, first place Lions against fourth place Gold Coast. You know, it's Sunday evening out there in Richland. Just 16 times these sites have played. They took 12 wins for Lions, one for Gold Coast, three draws as well. Our three wins for Lions this year, 4-3 in the league, 1-0 in the cup, and then 3-1 at Lions. Although most recently in round 24 down on the Gold Coast, a nil-all draw in that matchup. So, so again, that was obviously, at, I think that was approaching the end of a really long stretch of road games for Lions. But it does show you that the the gap between these two sides is not that big. And that was probably the first time that goal, they'd seen Gold Coast with Mary Craven and Mia Bailey in the back line, which we know we were said on the show consistently has made a big difference. So maybe that's a sign that Gold Coast have slightly closed the gap on lines looking ahead to next week. Uh, my, my prediction on this is that if Gold Coast may never get a better opportunity this season to get one over lines and, and knock them out of 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 this and deny them their tenth straight trophy um, on on Sunday night. This is this is a danger game and a half. Uh, given given the players that lines will be missing uh, for that tie because of um, because because of uh, A League women's commitments, but. Uh, I still think that it's it's not a lay down there as far as a Gold Coast United going in there and and thinking that the Lions are wounded uh, as far as their their personnel because they they've still got some they still got some great players left in that side but as I said, Gold Coast United are in form 
and uh, and they and that but they they can go go into uh, into Luxury Paint Stadium next Sunday night, you know, without fear. And this is going to be a very very interesting game and a big test for for Lions. It most certainly. Well, I, I, I think what the departure of some of the Lions players just seen them announced to various A League women's clubs. So we've seen that the, who's, who's probably who's going to be unavailable. Have to wait and see one hundred percent. But what I think it does do is it levels the playing field in terms of the talent pool that both, both teams have got. So it'll be a, a very even game on Sunday evening. They did play in the grand final last year. Of course, that was a, a comfortable win for Lions in that matchup. But they have played a semi-final once before, Adam, and that was also at Lions Stadium. A one-all draw between the two sides. They went all the way to penalties. If it's anything like that on Sunday evening, we could be in for a, for a, for a long night, but also a great night. Absolutely, and it might be a MPL Monday morning uh, if, if that game goes to goes to uh, penalties uh, next next weekend. But uh, but yeah, look, I say that as well as that uh, they're closing the gap. But does it does does those um, omissions for lines bring them closer back to the field, or uh, yeah, or do Gold Coast go past them? That's going to be the question. And we will find out next weekend. The other semi-final will be between second place Eastern Suburbs and third place Peninsula Power. These two sides have played plenty of times this year as well. They've played four times this year in total. Um, two wins for East, 3-1 in round eight in the Super Cup by two goals to nil. But most recently, Adam, two one-all draws in round 17 and round 26. So these two sides, these are really, really even sides, aren't they? Well, I remember we covered that Super Cup game, which was 2-0, a really early goal and a late goal for East, but between the middle of it, it was a really even contest. So this is another really, really tough game to call. Yeah, this uh, this has extra time slash penalty shootouts written all over. Unless something happens miraculous or um, stupidity, I think uh, this is going to. I think this is going to be a very, very tight contest. Two very, very evenly matched teams. They're both both teams have got match winners, and that's uh, that's that's um, important. And if those match winners get their opportunities and take them, um, they could be out of the result. But otherwise, yeah, that it, it is. It could be a long. Um, a long Saturday night to decide which which team is going to Suncorp Stadium uh, on the year 17th. And they are two really similar sides as well, aren't they? They played each other 11 times, by the way. Seven wins for East, two for Power, and two draws. So they, East have the historical record, but a lot of that was in the earlier days, and yeah. Power are a much stronger side now than they were in those days. But these two sides, in this season in particular, very, very even, aren't they? Two teams that have got a lot of firepower in the front third, but... In the defence, they're also quite strong, so they're very, very evenly matched. These two sides. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I've said this a number of times. Um, these four teams in this final series are very evenly matched. Now that you know, the Lions, as I keep on harping on to, to have got will have players out. Um, and and yeah, look, any of those four clubs left, I think, have got a legitimate shot at lifting the trophy on on you know on Sunday week. So. Again, I think these games. I don't think form line, form matters anymore. It's going to be who shows up on the day, who who um and who takes opportunities and uh, gets the win. You know, it, and you know, two two wins and you win and you win it all. Absolutely. So they are the two MPL women's semifinals. We'll look to, look forward to watching those over the next weekend, and we'll talk about them on the show next weekend. There was no FQPL one women's finals games this played week. They will be played next weekend, Adam. But there was one. Game played in FQPL two women's semi-finals this weekend. It was the second or the first semi-final between the Premier's North Lakes United and third fourth place Grand Sicil. A 3-0 win for North Lakes goals from Kaya Yamamura, Kaya Yamamura 
Annie Evans and Brittany Whitfield gave them a 3-0 win. They move on to play against Ipswich Knights, who we'll talk about in just a moment in next week. Yeah, they do. I think North Lakes, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty much expected uh, result uh, for, for them. Uh, they did they did pretty comfortably in the end, and they will get uh, they'll get their uh, the rubber match against Ipswich Knights, who who uh, who got through in extra time against Caboolture last weekend. Uh, Ipswich Knights, uh, however, they were they had a bit of a tune-up for for uh, next uh, Saturday's grand final. Absolutely. So they their semi-final was last week, which we covered on the show. So they will play against the North the North Lakes versus Ipswich Knights in the 2023 FQPL2 Women's Grand Final to be played next weekend. Now, the tune-up which you did mention was the playoff games, which we will cover very quickly now, and we cover them on our social media platforms. Firstly, we'll go chronologically. It was the FQPL1 playoff between the aforementioned Ipswich Knights and the Western Prides from FQPL1, and they will be swapping, swapping leagues for next year, Adam. The first... Ipswich Derby in the women's competition goes the way of Ipswich Knights by one goal to two, one goal to nil. They are promoted into FQPL one, and Western Pride will join Morton Babe in relegation to FQPL two next season. I think just first first uh, point on that is that, and we will discuss this uh, across a number of leagues coming up. But I will put the disclaimer out now that uh, while we we'll talk while we talk about relegation, all relegation promotion is all subject to licensing requirements, and as well as a declaration of leagues, which will come from Football Queensland. Thank you for the around, disclaimer. No, around November, I do believe that that is due. But uh, let's, the, let's talk about let's talk in the present from, and what we'll talk yeah, let's talk in the present. And yes, right at this very moment, our Ipswich Knights up to um, up to FQPL one. Um, the deciding goal from Shani Dickinson. That was a very, very let's call it interesting goal from a pretty much a halfway um, halfway free kick that has somehow beaten pretty much everyone and has has gone in and. Uh, that will end up being the decider. So, uh, yeah, very, very expected, very early one. But other than that, it was a very, very uh, close game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, congratulations to Ipswich Knights, who, uh, who who at this stage are going to be playing in uh, in FQPL 1 women's next season. Until I hear otherwise, they're playing in FQPL 1 women's next season. And it was a great goal for Shani Dickinson, Dickinson, as you mentioned. And, they controlled large parts of the game in truth. Ipswich Knights and thoroughly deserved their win. Now, the NPL playoff was played between the Olympic FC and Southwest Queensland Thunder. And this was a win for the higher-ranked side Olympic. Allen by two goals to nil goals from Vedrana Popovich and Alyssa Cox gave Olympic a 2-0 lead at the break, which they carried all the way through the second half and through to the NPL women's for 2024. They have they have survived. They will be staying in the, in the NPL and, and Southwest Queensland Thunder will have another year in FQPL1. And again, Olympic were thoroughly on top in this game and deserve their win. Thoroughly on top of this game. Uh, they they looked the better team and uh, they, uh, they they thoroughly deserved it. I think uh, despite sort of the, the tough season that uh, they have had uh, and the club as a whole, uh, I think a bit of joy because this was a this was a very, very good uh good win and uh, Olympic have been very 
have been actually have been okay uh, as far as sort of their performances uh, in the back end of the season since uh, Nicola Domain took over. But uh, Holly McQueen uh, defensively was just absolutely outstanding. We know what a good young player she is. She hasn't got a raw A-League women's contract uh, for nothing. And uh, look, just last night, you know, uh, trying to control a, a striker as prolific as as uh, Abby Lloyd as well, and hardly gave up a chance. So just 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 her awareness and game situation. I think I think uh, yeah, she definitely showed why she is one of the best defenders in um, in women's football in Queensland. Uh, and uh, yeah, look, we, we wish the best of luck go uh, in the upcoming A League season. She most certainly, certainly did. And look, in a games like that, that's the sort of games where you need your best players to stand up. And Holly McLean certainly did that for Olympic as they secured their spot in MPL Women's Football for 2024. So that's all the women's football action from the weekend. We'll go back to the men's game now with the final round of FQPL1 men's action. Round 21 of FQPL1. I'll go through the scores and we might talk about. So I know we'll go through them all individually. We'll go through the scores and go through things as we go. We'll start off at the bottom end of the table, Adam, where the most of the drama did occur. Southside Eagles 2, Sunshine Coast Fire 1. They did their part, but they needed a favour from Mitchelton, who picked up a 4-2 win away from home against Caboolture FC to complete the great escape for Southside Eagles. We spoke about it on the show about a month ago. I think I brought it up to you and said it's an outside chance. You said absolutely no chance it was going to happen. They've done it. They've somehow managed to survive, and they'll be in FQPL 1 once again next season. So congratulations to everyone out there at Southside Eagles who have completed the great escape. Da-da-da-da! Da 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 da. Yes, uh, a yeah, the great escape from uh, Southside Eagles, and uh, yeah, that that is. Uh, I I I hope. I I really hope. I'd love to see it. Uh, I either you know send it directly to us or uh, on the, on the socials. That I just hope someone took some footage of. Um, because uh, of of the of the Southside Eagles players after they would have heard the news, because I know that they went full time at Memorial Park and with the score at two all between Mitchelton and um, Mitchelton and Caboolture. Mitchelton scored in the 89th minute. Um, I know we we were fist pumping in the stands at um, at Imperial Corp Stadium. Not, not, nothing against Caboolture, I must say, but look, excitement and all that because they said that is an amazing. Amazing escape as far as that. The the uh, odds of that of them escaping were very very minimal, and results have gone their way. And uh, yeah, congratulations to everyone uh, there at Southside Eagles. They remain in uh, FQPL one after I think every season. I think we've said that. Oh, this is the year they're going to go down. They're they're going to be there in 2024. Absolutely great great result for Southside Eagles and a great end to their season. But the Caboolture angle on this is. Got to be incredible disappointment. They were, they were looking at a potential mid-table finish a month or so ago, and the way things have ended for them, it must be very, very disappointing from their 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 perspective. Yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting um, thing because this is this is now a number of times at this time of year. Caboolture are so enigmatic, um, and August September does not seem to suit them. I remember in their um, in their their FQPL two winning year, they had wrapped up the title in record time almost, and then fell away. They were able to get the 
they're able to get the semi-final win, but then fell in the grand final to Graeme Stissel that year. Uh, last year was a bit of a sort of non-event as far as they they sort of mid-table the whole way, and yeah, they they were push they were pushing hard for a mid-table. They, they actually were in finals calculations um, at at one point, but their their, their form. Their form in the last month has been just absolutely um, just inexplicable, and uh, yeah, they've, it's they've fallen on their sword uh, as as it stands at the moment. Uh, yeah, and they've, they've finished eleventh, and you know, and and relegation. So I, I'm not sure that the incoming coach uh, Royce Brownley was anticipating actually coaching out of FQPL two again, subject to licensing requirements. Blah 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 blah. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a really shocking thing. Maybe uh, even though they had two home games to finish the season, having that long string of away games may have sort of, may have hurt their sort of momentum. And even trying to correct it with two home games, uh, it, it may the rot may have sort of set in as far as their form goes. But uh, yeah, Mitchelton uh, have shown a propensity. They've scored a few goals late. They they seem to play their best football after they were confirmed to be relegated to FQPL two as well. So. Again, that's a, it's a very, very interesting um, anomaly because we saw the same with that with Olympic and MPL, that once the shackles came off and they were they were officially relegated, results actually started coming. They played their role in this perfectly, did Mitchell, and so too did Sunshine Coast Fire, who had nothing to play for in that final game. But they did come back from a goal down to level it at one all before Southside Eagles pushed on to get that all-important winner from them. And I think you make an excellent point about Caboolture as well, the long road trip for them thanks to the Women's World Cup having Brazil there based there for the group so probably didn't help their cause and we'll see how they go in FQPL 2 next season. As for another team who will not be playing FQPL 1 football next year, Adam, that is Wynnum Wolves congratulations to Wynnum Wolves, they have been promoted to the MPL Queensland for 2024 back-to-back promotions actually for Wynnum Wolves out there, so congratulations for that as well, 1-0 winners over Southwest Queensland Thunder, that made that made absolutely sure of it regardless of whatever happened at Cornubia Park, which went which went against Logan anyway. It was a 3-0 win for Surface Paradise Apollo in that matchup. So Logan had to win. They didn't win, and Wynnum Wolves won anyway. So congratulations to Wynnum. They are into MPL next year as the second promoted side. Yeah, probably the last of the uh, of of the sort of the really strong Brisbane Premier League of the mid uh, mid 2010s have fi- has finally reached the promised land of MPL. And uh, and yeah, look, congratulations to everyone at at uh, at Wynnum Wolves, um, a big, big sort of turnaround in that club as well. They were at the depths of FQPL too at one point uh, around midway through last year, and they they have turned it around spectacularly to the point where they are now MPL bound next season. So uh, yeah, that's going to make things very very make things very, very interesting for them because they've got a really, really good team, a really solid team. So whether that squad goes on to um, to represent the club next season, where they they look to strengthen, uh, I guess I guess they'll come in good time. But at the moment, uh, yeah, they've, they've grabbed that. Uh, they're in the top flight next year. And if I recall correctly, they secured promotion out of FQPL two on the final day last year as well over Holland Park. Ah, uh, yes, they did. So, so yeah, uh, what a, what a difference. Um, what difference a year makes that you know they could have been they they could, they could have been still stuck languishing in, in FQPL two. Now they said now they're in MPL. Absolutely. So that's promotion and relegation side of out of FQPL one. The final thing that had to be decided was the fourth spot in the finals. It was a straight shootout between Brisbane Strikers and the Western Pride. And Strikers claimed that one with a three-one win out there at Briggs Road to book a spot in the finals. 
Yeah, the, the strikers did all damage in the uh, in the first half, uh, and uh, yeah, look, they they uh, finished they finished fourth uh, on a very very good form. It's a makeshift team uh, by the looks of the the, uh, the score sheet as well. No no Luke Broderick in that in that side thirty three on the bench. So those who did actually play, I think that's actually a fairly uh, good good shift for them. And uh, yeah, a couple of young uh, goal scorers in uh, the. Uh, Javier Todd and and um, who's the other goal scorer in that? Oh, sorry, uh, Dean Hasanovic uh, getting the goal, getting the first and third goals, and uh, the experienced Charlie Slaney with the second. Uh, Western Pride, I think yeah, it's been it's been a uh, it's been a good season for them. I think they, uh, especially the second half of revival, a couple of you know, big signings in Tom Alton and Dylan Tate. Uh, but they're, they're falling just short. I think it's going to be tough for them on the final day. I think it, it was a bit of a Hail Mary. And, uh, yeah, but I think they, they should be very, very uh, happy with a uh, fifth-place finish. Building nice here. The final game of the regular season was at Max Field. It was a win for Albany Creek over Capella by five goals to three. Nothing online there for either side. But a great way for Ace to end their season. We'll go through the table now in FQP1 for the final time. It's in Service Paradise, promoted and premiers on 52 points. They finished four points. Colonel Wynnum Wolves on 48. Those two sides up to MPL next season. It's Logan Lightning, 43. Brisbane Strikers also in the finals on 34. Then it's Western Pride, 30. Albany Creek, 28. Southwest Queensland Thunder, 27. Capalabar, 26. Sunshine Coast Fire, 24. Southside Eagles, 21. Gabulcha, 21. And Mitchelton, 13. So that is the final stage in FQPL1. Congratulations to Joel Russell, who takes out the golden boot in FQPL1. We'll put up the full stains of that on our social media over the next day or so. But quickly talk about the two semi-finals for next weekend. Adam will be first place Surface Paradise against fourth place Brisbane Strikers and second place Winner Wolves against third place Logan Lightning. Times and dates to be confirmed, but two pretty good semi-final clashes there to look forward to next weekend. Yeah, Wolves and Logan is going to be an absolute belter of a game, I do believe. Both teams are very, very even. Uh, Wolves go into that game with momentum, so that's I think that's that uh, could be a a big factor. But uh, beware the wounded um, wounded Logan. I, the, the game I know we we actually covered at Wayne Gracie Field early in the season. Uh, I do believe. Uh, it, it was uh, no, no. It was it was Wolves that won that, but that was a very, very tight, tightly fought game. Um, so, so yeah. So I, look, Logan. I think uh, they've got the players to do it. Well, how they bounce back after that defeat from Surface Paradise uh, today? That will be interesting. The other one, the other game. Look, I expect Surface Paradise. So I think they, they've been they've been the uh, class team all season long. They've been consistent, other than the first few weeks where I think they were getting their sort of yeah their bearings in FQPL one. Uh, but since since about the fifth week of the season, they've been no, they're clearly the best side in that that division. And uh, barring absolute disaster, uh, without with all due respect to uh, Brisbane Strikers, I fully expect Surface Paradise to win that and head to Suncorp Stadium uh, on Sunday week. It would be surprised if they did not. By the way, between Wynnum Wolves and Logan this year, a two-one win for Wynnum in April, followed by a one-all yep. draw in July. So. Two very even matchups there. So they were the results in FQPL1. Looking forward to the semifinals in that competition next week. Now, before we go, we've got to go to FQPL2 semifinals action. And Adam, I, you know, I spy a great result here for Magic United on the road against Broadbeach. They've knocked off the, the Premiers and booked their spot in the grand final. A goal from Aleki Ingham in the first half has seen Magic progress to the grand final for the first time. 
Oh, just just uh, just add another match to the fire. Why don't you? No, they, yeah. Um, well, congratulations, Magic. Uh, they they uh, they uh, look to show up. They they're really they're really up for the semi final. A few shenanigans uh, midweek between the two. I guess sort of neighbours uh, as well. But I, but uh, yeah, Broad Beach. Uh, disappointing end to what has been a great season. But I sort of got a feeling that. Uh, Getting winning the league and getting uh, promotion was was mission accomplished for them, and sort of yeah, everything else was going to be be a bonus. Uh, but yeah, Magic United uh, go go through uh, to take their place in uh, the grand final next Saturday night at Imperial Corp Stadium. Yeah, on a more serious note, it is it's a, it's been a great year for Broadbeach, but they have really fallen away since they secured that promotion, haven't they? They're, they're the form has really dipped since that point. Yeah, it has, and um, I'm not not sure how to explain it. Uh, I know, and there there has been suspensions, there has been injuries in the in the last uh, three games of the season. They they looked pretty much at full strength last night, but again, they they were semi final football, uh, especially the especially uh, you could be susceptible to the ambush. And when uh, Alexi Ingham's first goal, which was a, was a cracking goal early, that reached them on their heels. And I just think they didn't, they really didn't have uh, the luck or the firepower to uh, get back into it. But uh, look, nonetheless, um, as I said before, that, that doesn't absolve, that doesn't absolve them of having a, a great season, you know, this season. And, and, and yeah, so they, they'll, uh, I think they'll enjoy the step up to FQPL1. I think that they, they probably, will take a, probably the same, a lot of the same squad, but I also think they have an opportunity uh, to to strengthen uh, their, their squad. So it'll be interesting to see how they go in the uh, in FQPL1 next season. Absolutely. And you've mentioned before, Magic, you know, they're very much hot and cold. And on this occasion, it was the, the mm. very good Magic that turned up. Well, they'll need to be very good again next week as they play the grand final against second-placed St. George Willong, who beat Grains Thistle at home on Saturday Afternoon, two goals for Michael Murray, one for Jacob Fullock, and one for Kato Aochi. Got the job done for St. George, but not before Grange made a real fight of it. Hey, Grange are always a team, and they're, they're a team that you know are, are vastly experienced uh, in that uh, in in these situations. And but uh, yeah, but St. George Willowong, I think, just too too powerful, too much firepower, and uh, and yeah, look, they. Uh, they they look to uh, atone from their uh, finishing second in the league. They also as well will be heading up to FQP1 next season, but they have a big chance of adding some silverware to go with their FQPL three grand final win last year, and and their premiership, uh, and on uh, next Saturday night. It'll be a great game between these two sides. Two pretty good sides in the competition. I think St George will start favourites, but I think it'll be a good game regardless. Yeah, absolutely. I think both both teams have got uh, have got plenty of experience from players that have played at at a higher levels. So I think that always is a big big X factor. I also think as well that uh, Magic have got some some really good young players as well in that in that side. So, um, but whereas uh, Sir George Willowong, uh, their, their their attack is led by Jacob Fullock, who's no who's no stranger to uh, MPL and FQPL one football. And uh, and also the evergreen Kato Oichi, who's probably played for pretty much every club in South in uh, on the south side of Brisbane and a couple north side side. But uh, look, he he is a legend, a local legend, uh, and uh, look, he could add another another trophy uh, next Saturday night. 
He's got something got a lot of trophies. Although, although I will say they've played twice this year in the league. Both wins for Magic and I 2-0 on the road back in March for a 3-0 win in June. So they might be able to make it three from three next week. We're very interesting and a great way to end the season. Now, before we wrap up, Adam, who's your performer of the week for us this week? Plenty to choose from. Um, First of all, uh, also, I, I mentioned Tegan Riding winning our um, MPL women's uh, MVP. Also, congratulations to Austin Ludwig, who was named our men's MVP. Uh, we, we present a trophy to him ahead of the uh, of the Australia Cup game on uh, Wednesday night. So, congratulations to him. We first time we've had a chance to mention that. But uh, yeah, my actually my uh, performer of the week. I'm gonna go a bit outside the box, and that's gonna go to Riley Stent, who nearly tried to assassinate me this evening at. Uh, at uh, Imperial Corp Stadium after a rant sort of uh, goal kick that ended up uh, in, in my lap pretty much. So uh, well done, to, well done to him for trying to try to inadvertently try to kill me. So, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's first time I felt in danger since uh, Jared Tyson tried to try to I uh, guess a few years ago at the uh, at a uh, youth a national youth game at uh, at Redlands. I don't know what you've done to Riley Stent over the course of the season. It was tremendous accuracy <laughs> on his behalf. Uh, my performance, look, I'll go much more simple. Um, Amy Gunston was the standout player for me in the Kappa Women's Super Cup. She was my performer of the week. This week, that'll do it for this edition of the show. Adam will be back next week to recap all the MPL semifinals. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you and good night. We'll be back next week to recap the semifinals, as I said, and we'll talk to you all again then.